Superman and Lois Season 1 has now wrapped with its season finale, which aired a couple days ago, so today I'm going to be reviewing Season 1. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode here of Movie Morning, and today I'm going to be reviewing Superman and Lois Season 1. And of course, I reviewed the series premiere when it came out so many months ago now. This season's taken a really long, really long time to wrap up, even though it's got like 15 episodes there's been so many breaks, which have been very annoying, but I've watched the show, and this will be a spoiler review of the season, so if you haven't seen it and you want to know my thoughts, skip to the end, where I get, give you my final thoughts and verdict and grade, because I won't be spoiling anything there, but throughout this review, I will be discussing spoilers, because this is an entire season, and I feel like there's a few things that I have to discuss, but yeah, but so if you haven't seen I do recommend you really heavily not to watch the main section of the review, or rather just the ending, where I give you guys my final uh, rating and thought on the season. So with that said, I don't want to waste too much time. Let's get into starting about season, starting, starting to talk about season one of Superman and Lois, reviewing it pretty much. Let's get into it. So starting right off, the first thing that I noticed that I really liked about the show is actually the two title characters, Superman and Lois. Superman or Clark Kent here is played by Tyler Hecklin, and Elizabeth Tulock is played by, uh, or sorry, plays... Lois Lane, and I think they're both, they both actually do a very good job in the role, and they're both, like, an iteration of Superman and Lois, which isn't, which is, I would say, a bit more, at least in terms of Superman, a bit more comic accurate, but it's also a different take on Superman, because he's got kids, and this is by far the heart of the show, and that's the relationship between Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Jonathan, and Jordan Kent, and that, just that family, and it's just... But the, while it has a different take on the character, and he's a father in this story, Superman in this in this series or this season is still one of the most respectful and accurate and perfect comic, like, you know, Superman's compared to his comic book counterpart, which I really appreciated, but also add that really different element in there, which has been explored in recent comics, like the, the run by Peter J. Tomasi during Rebirth. And I love how they incorporate all those elements in here. And speaking of... Clark and Lois, I do have to mention that there is an episode in here where we do a flashback episode, sort of. It's a bit more complicated than that, but it's not really worth getting into in a full season review that involved, like, the origin of Superman, which may have been the best, like, thir- it was, like, the first 30 minutes of the episode. And that, those first 30 minutes was probably some of the best Superman stuff I've seen in a really long time, and I just love that. It was so, I just love the feeling of it, and it almost made me wish they had made a show that kind of went through his entire life and started from his origin like that. But then again, that's what made the show stand out as opposed to other Superman properties. It's kind of like, you know, you can't have both things. But I like pretty much the iteration of Superman. I love the iteration of Lois Lane. And I like their dynamic with the kids. And I think that's by far the heart of the show. And speaking of the kids and the family, the family drama in this show actually works. And it's probably the strongest aspect of this show, which going into it, really did not expect, to be honest with you. It's not as much melodrama. It's actually real drama that's created, and it's not even just the first couple episodes. In later parts of the season, especially when, you know, we learn about John Henry Irons and Jonathan Kent, you can see that he's the kid who doesn't have superpowers, and he's struggling a bit more with trying to defend himself. I loved what they did with that and what came out of that and, you know, like the dynamics that came out of that, and I really enjoyed all the family drama in here and it actually worked actually when the season started i was pretty worried about the jordan character who i guess is going to be superboy in the future 
And the reason I was pretty worried about him was that he... Oh, well, obviously, first, it's kind of a subversion of expectations because from the first episode, they kind of make you think Jonathan is the kid with superpowers. Obviously, it's Jordan. And at first, he was a bit too angsty and just... They treated him a bit like he was just causing way too much trauma. But luckily, I think as the season went on, I think the more they got a grasp of his character and the more he started working for me. And right from the beginning of the season, we're introduced to this character by the name of Captain Luther, who, you know, we don't know who, you know, we don't know what version of Luther is. Is he a Lex or is he someone related to Lex Luthor? We had no idea. But then throughout, like, the first seven episodes, he's kind of the main antagonist. And I actually really like the actor in the role. I think he does a great job. But episode seven to me, when I think the episode reveals, revealed one of the best twists I think I've seen on any of these shows in a while, but actually the character turned out to be John Henry Irons, or from the comics, better known as Steel, and I absolutely love that we're getting this character, because I've actually always been curious to see how they would do this character in live action, and I think they do him a pretty good job, and I was actually really invested in his backstory about his Earth, and what happened, and kind of how his Earth was destroyed by Superman, that's kind of motivating him, he actually has motivations, and actually, if we're talking about an antagonistic force throughout at any point of the season, he's probably my favorite out of the whole season, which again, I'll get into some of the antagonists of it later. But obviously, they give him a bit of a redemption arc by making him a lot more human, and he teams up with Superman by the end of the season. And I really enjoyed that. And part of me also wishes that I feel like if he had stayed as a villain for the whole season, I think the season may have gone even better. But I do like that they're not stretching out shorter storylines like with the character of Steel through, you know, like a longer time, which is a lot of my problems with some of the other shows in this, you know, in the CW-verse. And I, I was very skeptical going into this show because I've not been a fan of what they've been doing for the past couple of years. But this show really proved me, proved me wrong. And part of that was the approach they took to telling this story and focusing so much on the family trauma aspect. Another thing I also really like, which I don't think many people have actually touched on with this, is that it made Smallville, the city, feel a bit more like an actual a semi-character, but also more and more a community. And I actually really felt the city felt more alive. And I think the best way they showed this was actually in the past couple episodes with the character of, you know, like Kyle and Lana Lang and Sarah Cushing and that kind of family element. And kind of because Kyle was, you know, taken over by, you know, because of what... Um, uh, uh, Morgan Edge, who's later revealed to be Superman's brother, which I'll talk about in a minute, does to him, kind of how that affects the people around him. You can tell that they kind of had like they, a connection with these people, but they feel so betrayed by them just turning on them for something that you know Kyle couldn't even control. And I love that aspect. And I think just throughout the season, I love the rapport that the people of the city had. And I think it's by far, in my opinion, the best portrayal of Smallville as a town that I've ever seen. Again, I've never seen Smallville the show to be fair, but I think from what I've seen, this is probably my favorite version of that. And truly, I really have to give props to Todd Helbing for being able to helm a show like this as well as he did. And the thing is, he helmed, like, I believe, like, the first five seasons of The Flash, the first three and a half or so along with Andrew Kreisberg. But he did a pretty, unfortunately, underwhelming job in, like, season three, four, and five. And he also helmed parts of Supergirl, which I'm not a fan of that show at all. So I was actually really worried and really kind of confused why the CW went for him to take over the show. But I really have to give him credit for taking this approach to the show that was a lot less focused on melodrama and more real character and family drama that people can actually relate to. 
And the show also felt a bit more cinematic. It clearly had a bigger budget than the other shows, especially with the aspect ratio. It has kind of the cinematic 2 3 9 by one aspect ratio, which I really appreciated. And some of the action was actually helped really well when it's not overly CGI, which one of my complaints with this show is that when we got later on to the season, it seemed like there was a bit more of a focus on like the larger action sequences, which involved a lot more special effects, which didn't always work for me. But when it was the earlier portions of the season, we had just Superman flying or just punching people and all that. I really liked the way it was shot. I really liked how the, the punches actually had impact, which a lot of the other shows like The Flash really struggle with, especially in the action department. And for the most part, I really like how he, the showrunner Todd Helbing, as well as the directors on the show, you know, work together to kind of frame the, the action in this. And another thing I want to mention, which goes back to the head writer and showrunner on, is that this season ignored the multiverse aspect of this universe, which since I'm not keeping up with the other shows, this season kind of ignored that, like the actual multiverse and just didn't focus on like the nonsense and just stupidity that comes out of that. It's not connected to the other shows which made this feel more standalone, I think a lot more accessible to people who haven't seen the other shows, and it definitely made this one more enjoyable that we didn't have so many things to focus on while we were watching it. With that said, I do have to admit that there were a few things that I think brought this season down a bit for me, especially by the time we got closer and closer to the end. Firstly, Morgan Edge is a villain, you know, how the Eradicator got involved. I do have to admit that that side of the story got a bit more generic and just kind of like the normal stuff you'd expect from this type of show than I would have wanted, especially because of how much the first 11 or maybe even like 12 episodes worked. Even when he was revealed to be, you know, uh, a Kryptonian and actually be Clark's half-brother with his mom, uh, you know, having the same mother of Laura. When it went, that was revealed, I was pretty worried. And for the first couple episodes, I actually handled it fine until we got really deep into the, like, after the episode where we had those flashbacks, and we took like a bit of a break, like a three-week break in the show. Then once it came back, I felt it lost a bit of momentum, and I don't think they were able to bring it back up to where it was in like the episode 7 through 11, and where I think the show was at its best. It kind of went in a more generic direction that went that was a bit more sloppy, and I think part of that may have been because it started to feel a bit stretched out over the last couple of episodes, and there were a few plot points that were kind of repeated in the episode, like, Morgan Edge gets captured, he gets released, or just things like that, and people getting mind-controlled, and it just started to get a bit old over the last couple of episodes. I do have to admit that cutting the season back two or three episodes, tightening it up, would have made it a lot less sloppy and clunky in the last few episodes. Again, I'm not saying the last few episodes are bad, necessarily, but they're a bit more sloppy than I think the rest of the episodes are, noticeably for me, and I think part of that may have been that it went into a bit more of a CGI direction, especially, you know, in the last few episodes. And I think that, I don't think the show needed that. Again, the heart of the show is not really Superman and him as an action hero. It's more the family dynamic. So everything involving with the family in the past couple episodes, I enjoyed. But everything outside of that, that, you know, we had this like massive scale, which was kind of unnecessary to me. But aside from the last couple episodes, there's not really much I can genuinely point to and say that didn't work for me from the first like 11 or so episodes. I think it's really rock solid before the last couple of episodes. And while I do think the last couple of episodes are pretty sloppy, well not pretty, a bit more sloppy than I would than the rest of the season felt for me, the ending of the season and how they closed off, I think did, did actually work for me. And I liked, you know, how emotional Jor-El's death felt, even though 
we never actually got to see him in person, and we never got to see the destruction of Krypton. And the way Tyler Hecklin portrayed that scene was really good, and I really appreciated all that. And the last 20 minutes or so, those are those very human. You know, we had actual good vibes and all that. I appreciated that. But I'm just saying the last few episodes, whenever it went too outlandish, I think I just it didn't have the same momentum, and I didn't enjoy it as much as the rest of the season prior to like the break in between episodes 11 and 12 when you know I think the show was you know at at its strongest I would say so pretty much if you're checking back in here these are going to be my final thoughts now so overall well I guess before that thank you guys so much for listening as always and if you do want more reviews and all that make sure to follow the podcast to get more updates but getting into my final thoughts on this season this season really surprisingly worked for me because I was pretty skeptical going in I love the family drama as the heart of the show. I love Tyler Hecklin as Superman. I love the you know incorporation of Steel, John Henry Irons. I love the twist that came out of that. I love how they they portrayed the city of Smallville and just I really cared about what was going on in this season with the family and all that stuff. I just wish that the ending or the last couple of episodes felt a bit less sloppy and a bit tighter and didn't feel quite as repetitive. And I would have liked them to hold back on some of the massive CGI elements of the final episode. But aside from that, this was a really rock-solid season that I really liked. And I think has potential to be even better in upcoming seasons. I just really hope it doesn't go in the direction of the other Arrowverse shows. I'm going to give Superman and Lois Season 1 a B+. And if you're just checking in for these final thoughts and you haven't seen the season yet, if you're a fan of Superman and you... Watch the first few episodes and you, you're, you're, you're liking the tone, you're liking the family drama, drama, and you're appreciating all that. I do recommend that you stick, to, stick through the entire season because I think you'll really like it. With that said, thank you guys so much for listening as always. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.